Hey, Manimal here. It is Tuesday, October 31st, and today on a special Halloween edition of Texas Rangers with the boys, we're talking Ron Wash. We're talking about those injuries from last night in the Rangers game. And we've also got a special rest in peace. And we're going to talk about game three and preview game four of the World Series. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. I'm Jack Leiter, and you're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Before we get jump started, this is your boy, Kev, and I am currently en route. I am uh, riding a bullet train uh, to to my current job. So apologize for the background noise. If you can bear with us one of these days, we'll be sitting at a fancy podcast studio and we will have the best audio known to man. But until then, this is your boy, Kevin, AKA YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. You can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTV. And don't forget to check out that website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. Oh, one word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Texas Rangers take a game back on the road against Arizona last night. We are pumped about it. We are here to talk about it. And I know just as pumped as me, my co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on social media, man? Well, I'm doing good. Did you, did you say you're on a bullet train? I'm on a bullet train. Yeah, I made that up. You know how I like to make up random oh, outlandish okay. things. I was, I'm actually I was in my wondering. car. I actually, I would have been, I mean, I'd have been okay with you being on a bullet train. I was a just going to Willow Park. Where, I was going to ask you where exactly <laughs> that, that, that bullet train hits Willow Park at. That was what I was going to ask. Yeah. But, um, no, I'm doing good. It's, uh, we're trying to get in here, do this. And I understand, you know, some, some, some mornings are easier than others for us. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, it actually sounds like the sound is getting a little bit better as we go this morning from my end and uh, yours. So, you know, we'll get through it. And, uh, you know, if, if we don't, then uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just quit midway through. Right. Like, I mean, we can do that. It's our it's our podcast. But uh, uh, bottom line is we're doing good over here at my place because the Rangers won a baseball game last night. And we get excited about that every time it happens. So uh, you know, we we try to keep we try to keep the excitement level at least every other game, right? Uh, but Rangers played well last night. But before we talk about that, I got to let people know that on uh, the X, which I'm steadily looking at all morning this morning, trying to find that uh, Garcia update. Um, you can find me at Manimal Bull Instagram, Manimal Three Hundred. And both Facebook and TikTok, Apple Pro, whatever your favorite line of social media is, find me on there. We'll start talking about the Rangers because uh, there's plenty of questions to ask this morning. Yeah, man, the Rangers have uh, have hit a little bit of a another patch of adversity. If there is anything that can define this season for this team, it's that you know adversity uh, has just come uh, over and over again. But I also think with this team, with, and again, we're going to get into which wasn't a segment about the Rangers, but I also think that because this team is so stacked with young players that they do have a lot of uh, people to step up 
they're deep at every uh, position pretty much. So uh, depth is going to pay off for them regardless of what happens uh, with Scherzer and Garcia. But before we talk about those guys, we got to talk about around the league and talk about that there's a potential. There's going to be another potential Ron Washington sighting in Texas. Yeah, I guess it's it's kind of grabbing some legs uh, these last couple of days that uh, Ron Washington may, is interested in that Houston Astros job. Now, it doesn't it hasn't really said that the Astros are interested in Ron Washington, um, but Dana Brown, right? Isn't that his name? Their GM. He came from Atlanta. Um, the the Braves, you know, they they love Ron Washington in Atlanta. There's three towns where they love Ron Washington. Arlington, mm. Oakland, and Atlanta. Those are the places he's been to coach. So, you know, I mean, he's just such a, a, a well-revered, loved guy in the big leagues. And he's such a great, uh, a great um, developer with, with young players. I mean, when you think about Marcus Simeon, you think about Dansby Swanson, uh, all those guys, uh, all those guys that have been his disciples, Ozzy Albies, those guys—they all become really, really good on the infield. Elvis Andrus the same way. Uh, I, I think Ian Kinsler, you could even equate to that. But Ron Washington is such a good, fundamentally base, fundamentally sound baseball coach, and you know, I mean, Houston. I, I don't want it because I don't want to have to hate Ron Washington. Right. I don't want to play against him, but I also think for me, this is also kind of a strategic ploy for Ron Washington to kind of get his name back out there as a potential head coach, because maybe he has to apply for a few jobs here and there and not get them to get his name kind of back in that circulation. So to me, it's, it's probably just as much of a ploy to get his name back out there as a coach as it is, you know, maybe that we might seriously see Ron Washington in Houston. I truly think that it's either going to be, you know, uh, Bagwell's going to pull rank and, and put his guy Osmus in there, or maybe Altuve and the players pull rank and get their guy uh, in there. That, those, yeah, those are the guys I think for sure are going to get that job. I, I can't imagine anybody else getting it. But I think for Washington, even to be considered for that job, could help him land a job somewhere else because well, someone else may go, oh, wow. You know, you know another like, interesting, out there. Okay. Another interesting point was a couple of years ago when the San Diego Padres uh, hired Jace Tingler, um, Ron Washington was a part of that interview process. Uh, maybe, maybe AJ Preller, the former Ranger guy, goes back out and tries to get Ron Washington to maybe write his ship, you know, a little bit. So who knows? Um, Good luck to Ron Washington one way or the other. I'd, I'd love to make sure he's still in Atlanta coaching third base next year. But uh, if he's if he's in the manager's role, you know, good luck to him one way or the other. But uh, don't think for one second, Ron Washington, I'll be rooting for you if you're down there in Houston. Absolutely not. Let's keep you in the National League, uh, Wash. So let's get jump back into we we kind of we kind of tipped our hat a little earlier to talk about Rangers news. Um, now, one thing we have to recognize was uh, the passing of a, of a great player in Frank Howard. Um, hit the very years first. Old, man. Yeah, hit the very first home run as a Texas Ranger, uh, Frank Howard did. 
Um, I, I want to say like his name used to be like the Capital City Bomber. Or his nickname used to be when he was with the uh, with the Senators. But big, giant, hulking man, uh, Frank Howard was. I want to say he was like six foot seven, two hundred and eighty pounds. He was a big, giant first baseman. That the um, he was part of those first Rangers uh, baseball teams um, when they moved here from Washington. And uh, I mean, it sounds like. If, if you used to listen to uh, Tom Grieve talk about baseball, whatever, he was in the booth. And, I mean, I guess if you're a Rangers fan, I'm sure you did. But he was a, a, he was a fixture of the guys that uh, Tom Grieve would talk about and had such endearing words for him. And it uh, seemed like everywhere you kind of go about baseball, everybody kind of loved Frank Howard. He hit a lot of home runs, and he was a big dude. And, uh, you know, so just – Godspeed to have Frank Howard and his family and, uh, you know, uh, great career. And uh, at 87, it sounds like it was a really great life as well. Yeah. And, you know, we are uh, on this show uh, for sure fans, a big, lovable dude. So uh, Godspeed, Ron Howard. And uh, thank you. Frank, for what Frank Howard. Frank Howard. Sorry. I, I, I was thinking Ron Howard in my head. Sorry about that. But uh, Godspeed, Frank Howard, and, uh, you know, thanks for everything you did for this team. Uh, On to up-to-date Rangers roster news. Obviously, last night, the two big stories coming out of the game, aside from the Rangers winning, uh, you know, we've got some some back issues, some backs that are having some issues. Max Scherzer gets tagged in the back with a baseball. Not sure if that had something to do with his injury and leaving the game. And then we all saw Adalos Garcia – uh, who goes up there hacking with full-on force, uh, you know, tweak his back a little bit in that swing. Um, so we're kind of scouring the, like you said, scouring the internet today to try to figure out what the, what the, uh, what the status is for these guys. I, I truly think the Adalos Garcia, Garcia one, I'm just hoping optimistically that, you know, it might be just a little bit of a tweak or maybe a cramp or maybe kind of something that wasn't like a full-on tear but maybe just a little bit of a back tweak, maybe take a day off. He'll be good to go. Uh, Scherzer on the other side, I just kind of get the vibe that maybe this is the last we'll see of Max Scherzer, but at the same time, who would be shocked if Max Scherzer, the mad dog rolls out, if the, rolls out there, if we have a game seven. Well, uh, the kind of the first take on um, Scherzer was that it was a spasm that uh, he's had before that the second day he'll know more. So, like, today he's going to hurt. Tomorrow, if he comes out of tomorrow starting to turn a corner, then you're you're thinking that he might be um, available in some capacity in, in Game 7 if necessary. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know that for sure. He doesn't know that for sure. It's one of those things where it's going to be that second day. So more like 48 hours, you're going to know more about it. Uh, as far as Bombi, you know, I mean, nothing yet, nothing yet this morning, but let's be real honest. I mean, it didn't look great. And when they say side, when they say side, uh, issues, you know, you always first think rib cage oblique, um, something like that, that always takes time. Um, there isn't time right now. So, you know, we'll see what happens, uh, but as far as Obambi goes, I mean, he left the stadium early. He was going to get an MRI. I haven't seen the results of the MRI just yet. 
Um, but it's still really early in the morning here, and uh, there's a good chance that, uh, I don't know, the Rangers get, have Elbombi. You know, there's there's as much a chance right now that Elbombi's in the lineup as there is that he's not. So, uh, you know, that's where, that's where I'm at right now on it, 50-50, and uh, we'll just see. But then, if we get a res- if we get some results today that it's a oblique injury, I would expect uh, Dallas Gar- Garcia to be down for the rest of the series. Yeah, and the Rangers do have some pretty solid options um, in backing up uh, Dallas Garcia. Depth in the outfield was uh, was uh, kind of something the Rangers made a point to address this season. In and the with middle, the emergence yeah. of well, in the emergence of Evan Carter has only added to that depth. So you've got Travis Jankowski, you've got Robbie Grossman, you've even got um, Josh Smith. I'm, I believe he's still on the roster. He is, so, yeah. Um, and, if, and if Adolis Garcia goes down injured, I'm not sure if you get a player replacement there. You do. You might have Zeke, you might have Zeke Duran uh, that could come and, and possibly uh, make some form of contribution to this team. So the Rangers are not in a terrible position. And I like what Marcus Simeon said last night. Uh, in his post-game interview, he said, hey, we've got a lot of other good guys uh, there at that position. And I don't think he said that to, like, to discount how important. He said this is – Bombi is the, the, the heart and soul of this team. But I also like that he acknowledged uh, his other teammates and said, hey, somebody's there to step up if we need them. And uh, we're just going to – we're not going to miss a beat here. So I really like the attitude that Simeon took to that. Um, yeah, so that's and, my final and I thoughts would expect – I would expect that if uh, uh, Garcia can't go, it would probably be Grossman getting that start. Yeah, definitely. I don't have a doubt. Do you think they might think about moving either Carter or Tavares um, over there to left field? Um, the right sorry, field. Right oh. field, uh, just because of the, the fact of how important – uh, that spot is defensively for the team. And the, the fact that Tavares has a big arm, uh, the fact that Evan Carter can play center field, um, you know, I don't know. I, I might like that that outfield a little better if I've got Grossman in left, Carter in center, and Tavares uh, in right field and or some kind of yeah, combination up, of, yeah. those, of that, you know. Um, I did so, think about that with, Tavares having the best arm of the three, but he's also the best center fielder of the three. Mm. So, you know, I mean, uh, we'll see. I know Leody's catching some heat for not catching that uh, like 1% catch probability ball that uh, Tony or Tommy Pham had last night late in the game. But, you know, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I think that they probably continue with Martine and uh, I mean I'm sorry uh, uh, Leodi and uh, um, uh, Carter in center and left, but I I really don't know I don't know if they consider Grossman their their second best right fielder or or what, but you know it's 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 a weird time to have to try and mess with some things. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll just see. You know I, I can't uh, I can't one way or the other say uh, what he'll do, but I imagine that it'll be the same with Grossman and Wright. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, why don't you tell everybody what's going on December first? Well, December 1st, it's the Winter Classic at Martin House Brewing in Fort Worth, Texas. It's uh, Matt War Pro's take on uh, a little uh, a little uh, 
winter sport magic. Uh, we're going to have a, a nice, cool little cup that uh, that that the winner of the tournament will get. He um, uh, the the it'll be uh, random tag teams. So you're going to just your name will be in a in a, in a spinner. They're going to pick two, and that's the team you get. So uh, you know, like I said, I'm hoping to pull like Brick Savage or or Big Demo or somebody like that in order to get myself into that uh, tag team championship there. But um, we'll see how that goes. As of right now, I did see that they're starting to release the entrance. Yesterday, entrant one was uh, Dante Leone. So uh, Dante Ooh. will be back for another round with Martin or with uh, um, Matt War Pro. So looking forward to that. The Winter Classic is going to be a big time. That's Friday, December 1st. At Martin House Brewing, like we like as always, Starry Ice Cream will be in the house selling that uh, ice cream, and uh, they'll have food trucks on site. And um, um, I know that Martin House has their own food truck uh, in one spot. I don't know if there'll be more just yet, but we can wait and see. And I'll, I'll have a chance to talk today to find a little bit more out. Awesome, awesome. Just just a hot tag, brother. That's all you need. Just a hot tag. So. Um, let's talk about this Rangers <laughs> box score. Um, really a lot of action early, uh, in this game. And then from there, it kind of became a, a, a battle of the bullpens. Corey Seager, yet again, shows why, uh, he is the most valuable player in the major leagues. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the voting says. He's still playing right now. Shohei Otani is thinking about what team he's going to play for next year. So, He's my MVP right now, and, and after last night, I think he solidifies that, not just with the bat, but also uh, made an amazing defensive play in the Rangers on display with defense yesterday with, I mean, a handful of, of, of really highlight real plays uh, from that defense. Yeah, no doubt. The, uh, and, and it started with, with Dolly in right field throwing out uh, Christian Walker, who, um, you know – Bro, he didn't want to see that stop sign. Mm -hmm. You know I what agree. I'm saying? Like, that should have been first and third, nobody out, and have Scherzer on the ropes. But he didn't want to see that stop sign. He put his head mm -hmm. down and made sure he didn't see a stop sign. And I thought uh, the same thing. It, it cost him, man. I mean, like, that cost them a bunch. I don't think, I don't think that there was any bigger moment in the game. You know, we could talk about uh, – what that that ball that was called the strike in the ninth inning that everybody is is just raging about that in the same at bat he had a ball that was completely in the strike zone that was called a ball and it kind right. of just evened things out and it, you know that that's what everybody wants to talk about this morning but that's not what cost Arizona the game I mm -hmm. mean Arizona didn't, you know, they didn't do anything with base runners on yesterday. They grounded into some double plays. They made some mistakes on the base pass. They ran themselves out of innings. They didn't play very good baseball. In the ninth inning, they had a bad call go against them, but that didn't have anything to do with why they lost this baseball game. That that gave the, that would have given them an opportunity to get themselves mm -hmm. back in the baseball game. But like at the end of the day, not, not taking advantage of situations and, and the Rangers sparkling defense, you know, I mean, 
Garcia in that inning, and then later in the inning when that ball hit Scherzer, um, mm-hmm. Josh that Young just handed. made a fantastic play to get. That was I want to say that was Alec Thomas too. It wasn't like that was uh, uh, you know the Moreno or somebody cat running. That was Alec Thomas. So that was a huge play right there for the Rangers. It got them out of the inning, the top half of that inning. Uh, Nate Lowe gets himself a double. I know somebody like they wanted to say that uh, he should have struck out on a bat on a pitch, but I mean that was borderline. It wasn't like it was dead red in the strike zone. Not like the one in the seventh inning where he got where he walked on a pitch that was in the strike zone. Um, Corey Seager got a hit to drive him in, and uh, then uh, you know uh, fought. He tried to sneak another changeup by Corey Seager after he got him with one in the first inning. And, you know, it just ended up being right there, you know. (laughs) I mean, that was was the hardest ball ever hit for a home run in StatCast era during the World Series last night. No, 114.5 off of the bat. So, you know, 115 off the bat, basically. Seager dr- drills that ball, um, and the the pitching did what they needed to do. I mean, Scherzer, mm-hmm. he leaves the game in the third. John Gray comes in, and John Gray was fabulous, dude. Just, I mm-hmm. mean, everything you could ask for from John Gray, that's exactly what he was. I mean, he, right. he came in, he gave you the three innings. He gave up one little hit. Um, had three big strikeouts. I mean, that's what seven or eight strikeouts on the in the World Series for him in like seven innings. So he's uh, he's averaged about. I also think like John Gray could be your game seven starter if Max Scherzer can't go. Yeah, I believe that's probably a, a very a very distinct possibility at this point. But uh, I, I'm not worried about game seven right now. I'm worried about game four and getting this thing to uh, three wins and, and putting Arizona on the verge of uh, elimination. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think tonight uh, we're going to see a battle. But before we talk about that game, before we talk about the game tonight, let me go ahead and quickly tell you guys what's to come on for Texas Rangers with the boys. If you have not checked out our exclusive content, down oh, we're not going to talk about the we're not going to talk about that strike in the ninth inning. We're not going to talk about the umpires. Oh, oh, I, I got. Well, we absolutely in. could. I, I didn't know. I, could, I, I uh, thought we were going to talk about the umpires real quick. Well, I, I, the umpire had a tight strike zone all night long, and then it felt like somewhere down somewhere, and I don't know what inning it was that it that it kind of went awry a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of with you. Like, like the, the Leclerc strike that wasn't a strike, but then he had a strike earlier that was a strike that wasn't called a strike. Um, I felt like that all evened itself out. And then at the end of the day, like, it, it really didn't, it really didn't, like, um, I guess I'm just used to it now. I, I'm just used to the fact that we have to overcome that as a part of, like, winning. Like, we've been doing it all year. We've seen stretches where the Rangers had really bad umpiring, and it made it hard for them to execute their game plan as a team because the Rangers like to be patient hitters. Obviously, Seager and Simeon are pretty aggressive at the top of the order, but as you go through the order, those are guys that are, you know, working counts and 
and really trying to wear the pitcher down. And when the umpire is inconsistent, it makes it very hard to execute that game plan. Uh, and I've just had to see the Rangers have to adjust over and over and over again. It's hard for me to have for another team who's experiencing that when we've been experiencing it. I would say the number one person who has experienced it is Josh Young. Like that guy, the fact I, that he hasn't is is a testament to his patience and his his just like <laughs> his character yeah. as a hitter because I feel like he's got it all year long. No doubt. And I was just saying that because I, I felt like everybody wanted to make this game about one umpire call when he had, was that way all night long. He he was awful mm-hmm. like that all night long. They want they you can't make it about one call late in the game whenever no one is talking about the ball that was clearly a hundred percent in the strike zone earlier in the bat, the at bat, right? No one's right. talking about that. They're talking about the idea that it was just that one pitch that kind of that that made this whole game turn. So it's just a weird, it, it's like this weird thing where, you know, like last, last time we wanted to make sure we didn't make it about the umpires. And then today, like, it's not just Arizona Diamondback fans making it about the umpires. It's literally the whole baseball community. And, it, and it's wild that like, I mean, that didn't seem to be the case the other night when Quinn Walcott was missing 11 out of 13 calls solely against the Rangers. So I don't know. I just, uh, I haven't seen Marquez's, uh, um, Alfonso Marquez's umpire scored car yet this morning. I don't know if it's come out. It probably hasn't, but I mean, I want to say he was probably going to be somewhere around 89%. Um, and his in strike. I mean, it's definitely the worst performance by an umpire this season. I mean, this playoff season. Well, and, well, and, and, and on the biggest stage, and, and that, again, I think the umpires are not doing themselves any and, favors when when it's that obvious. And now the, now even the announcers are talking about the robo-umps. Well, and now here's the thing. Like, Marquez is a crew chief in the big leagues. You can't be a crew chief and ha- go out and have the worst game card in the history of the World Series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was, it was damn near like Eric Gregg bad last night. Yeah, yeah. Well, All right, now I'll, we'll I'll go say on. this. Yeah, but no, uh, I, no. But but, thing, but, I felt like that at bat that Nate Lowe had in the third inning, where he worked quite a few pitches and got fought really working. I thought that was a big at bat mm-hmm. because uh, after he threw thirty pitches in the in the third inning and he didn't throw, but uh, gosh, I don't know how many pitches he threw for the game. Um, he threw 87 pitches through five and a third and he threw 30 pitches in that third inning. So it all started with that at bat from Nate Lowe. So that's, that's all I got on the game last night, but I wanted to make sure we talked about it because it's a, it's a burning issue going on within this league within this series and within, you know, game to game. Yeah, it is a hot stove topic, but um, let me jump right back into where I was. Um, I want to give you guys a big preview for what's coming up after the World Series. Obviously, we're just going game by game right now. But when it comes to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys, you can look forward to some really good deep dives into this minor league system and to give you kind of an idea uh, of what's next to come for this organization because there are some stud pitchers and some stud baseball players, position players uh, down in this system. And we're going to go over each uh, level and each kind of basically season for each uh, level of 
and let you guys know who to keep an eye out for next year, who we think is going to be moving up, who we think is going to be staying put. And that way you get a good uh, a barometer of what it's going to be like for the Rangers next year in their farm system and what guys you think might be making this team out of spring training. So keep an eye out for that. It's just $1.99 a month. You can make this podcast your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. So get ready for it. Look forward to it. Once the World Series ends, look forward to uh, some great content and some great deep dives into not only the Rangers Major League uh, roster, but also the minor league rosters all the way down to the Arizona Complex and the, the Arizona Fall League. So let's preview tonight. Oh, go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. To subscribe today. So let's preview this game today. I think the Rangers have a very good chance to win this game because of the fact that we're kind of reached the end of the best pitching that both teams has. And the Rangers are extremely deep when it comes to having starting pitching laying around when it comes to Andrew Heaney, Dane Dunning, Cody Bradford, even Martin Perez, who might've looked rough the other night, but he's had some really good uh, two and three uh, inning uh, outings out of the bullpen since he moved there. So I think the Rangers have a really good shot and have them have a, have a chance to put themselves in a really good position to win this game today. And I really like the matchup uh, because again, we're, we know it's Heaney, but we know it's going to be all hands on deck. And the Rangers have great matchup options uh, in that bullpen from left to right. Well, yeah, and, uh, and they're, they've got a couple of, you know, the, everybody's going to be out there. The only guy that probably isn't available tonight is John Gray. And I don't even know that that's true, um, but I, I would doubt it. Uh, Heaney's going to get the start. I don't know how long Heaney will go. He may go once through the lineup. He may go twice. If they can get, if they can get five from Heaney, they're going to they're going to take him for sure. But he's going to be he's going to be opposed by uh, Mantiply Joe Mantiply, who is a thirty uh, two year old left handed veteran who's been around the league for quite a few years. Um, he's uh, he's with his third team now with the Diamondbacks. He's been there for a little while, and he's a guy that uh, he's crafty out of the bullpen, but he can get outs and he can get righties and lefties out. Um, I imagine with Mantiply starting that no matter what, you may see Grossman get some at-bats, whether Garcia's healthy or not, especially right there in the beginning of the lineup while Mantiply is there. So I would almost be – I would almost say that even if Adolis Garcia is healthy, you may see Grossman start the game and left and get a couple at-bats against Mantiply. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know how long he'll be in the game. I can't imagine it'll be for any more than an inning. Right, right. Really interesting matchup for the Rangers today. Um, and, and again, Arizona, again, I, I think, I really think that the, the momentum uh, was really, the real momentum killer for Arizona was not the, the strikes in the ninth, but it was that, it was that run through, um, I think it was Christian Walker at third base that run yeah, where he got gunned down by Dallas Garcia. I feel like that kind of was what took the wind out of the sails for Arizona. Um, and they're going to have to really work to get that momentum back. If you're the Rangers, this is the time to like thrust your sword, you know, like go for the, go for the kind of total momentum killing um, blow if you can, because this Arizona team has shown they have their, the, what do they call them? The, the comebacks or something like that. Yeah, the, the fight backs or whatever, but they, they don't have that name 
for nothing. They're the number four no. team in Major League Baseball in comebacks this year. And you saw what they Phillies down to zip, lost 10 nothing in that game. And they came back to win that series. So if you're the Rangers, like literally you cannot take one single second for granted against this team. And frankly, historically, as a Rangers fan, we know that, hey, it can go wrong, go downhill, and get really bad really quick. So you're going to have to stay on your toes. If you're going to take home that first World Series for the Texas Rangers this year, it's going to take – you're going to have to go down to that very last out. And I think this whole team knows that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, let, let's let's hope that it doesn't ever get to that point as far as Rangers for my nerves and all of that stuff. Mm. But, I mean, at the bottom at – the, at the end of the day, the bottom line is Arizona ain't going nowhere. The magic number sits at four. The Rangers need two wins and two Arizona Diamondback losses. And, uh, uh, you know, the World Series is coming to Arlington. But uh, real quick on tonight's game. Uh, Fox will be your cover for your coverage. And uh, if you don't want to listen to John Smoltz cheerlead for the Diamondbacks, you can pull up the fan here in DFW and listen to the great Eric Nadell call the game. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love Eric Nadell. Uh, well, I think that's all for today, guys. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I'm fully expecting Manimal to break in on me right about now. Is he going to? Okay, he's not. So thanks everybody for tuning in. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. You can check so us out. So anyway, uh, real quick. There it is. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> ah, I teed it up. I teed it up. But don't forget to check us out on social media. TX Rangers, WTV, our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content down the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers, minor league. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform this is texas rangers with the boys for the 300 pound manimal this is your boy kev we're signing out